coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hi. <clears throat> hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. John, good to see you. Good to see you. We're going to talk about basically mainly the UFC this past week, uh, which would be the UFC 243 or otherwise known as the UFC Melbourne, Australia. Uh, great main card, great main event. Um, would have liked it if it was a little longer, but uh, um, I think uh, I think um, not taking anything away from Israel. Um, obviously, he did everything right, but I saw a couple glaring things that uh, Robert Whitaker was doing wrong, and I thought he was doing them just kind of like to throw Israel off in the beginning, like he was overextending. On the punches, he was really chasing him. He was chasing him, and he was he was he was overextending. He was just running in, overextending, leaving himself open. And I went back and watched a couple of the 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 knockdown and then the knockout, and both exchanges he was like overextending his punches, and he he doesn't usually do that. And I just thought it was I thought it was a little weird. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that fighting someone like Israel makes you overextend. But I just, I, I didn't expect that from him. But I think most of the, the, most of the credit goes to Israel. Um, and if, if, I think if uh, Robert fought anyone else, um, that wouldn't have happened. But that's, to me, that's why he lost. If, if there's one thing, one reason he lost... Or one mistake he made. The reason he lost is because Israel beat him, basically. But the one mistake he made was overextending his punches in the pocket. And when you overextend one, you leave an opening. And one of his left hooks, which was the, the, the ending one that Israel landed, while Robert was throwing his, his hand was somewhere around his chest. And that's one of my biggest things for karate guys. When they leave their chambered hand by their, by their waist, they will never get it up in time for a left hook. I will challenge anybody in the world. I don't care if you're the fastest guy in the world. You cannot get your hand up from the waist or even the mid-body up to the chin in time for, to block a left hook. And, and, and that's how he ended up getting knocked out. Yeah, I think... Uh... Well, what did you think about him coming out? That was new in the UFC. Israel. Did you see his walkout to the? I cage? That, that, that was that was my <laughs> single favorite walkout. <laughs> he did. He didn't dance his way out. No. It was a dance routine. It was his. It was my favorite. That they like had. He had background dancers. It was fantastic. Those backup dancers. What do they call them? Well, what backup they were were his, backup dancers. What they were was they were his childhood friends. I've never seen anything like that. And the way the reason I loved it so much. Is because of the backstory. I'm not really big on, on like big dramatic uh, 
WWE entrances, but I don't think this was it. And and when you know the story that those are his friends growing up, and they like huddled like they were like he's going out to win the title, and he has some of his best friends huddle with him before he goes out, and then they did a little dance routine, and then they gave him five, and he walked out. I thought it was perfect, and I thought it was the best walkout. Um, the best walkout routine I've ever it's seen. It's clearly premeditated. Oh my god! Planned was... because normally they walk out and they've got security and whatever people from the commission or whatever with them. Right. But this was so was different. different. They he came out his his three buddies whatever did their own little dance and then he joined them and they all danced I loved it. I and loved then it. he went into the ring. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it while he was doing it. He, I loved his moves. His moves. He's athletic, man. He did like a one-handed cartwheel or was, something is, in standing in place. Like it's crazy. He's, he is he's, so athletic. And I think his stuff, like when he pretended he was writing the note. I don't think I didn't get that. He's taking notes. Like in like after he won, they were no, they were booing him when uh, they were announcing yeah. him, and he acted like he like <laughs> pulled a pencil behind his ear and he kind of looked. He looked around like this, like. And he started writing like it was a note. And then he put the pencil back and, like, put the notepad back in his non-existent back pocket. And he's just, I think he's, I think he's sharp as hell. I think, I think the way he talks, the way he carries himself, the way he sells the fight. I, I, I mean, I see another Muhammad Ali. I see it's so much classier than someone like Connor or John Jones who turns it ugly and fuck this and fuck that. I hate you, your mother, da da da. And then there's drugs involved and always some kind of getting arrested. And I just, I think he, please don't, don't prove me wrong, but I think he's the real deal. And I, I love his presentation. I love the way he sells the fight. And then I love the way he fights. He backs it all up. He backs it up. And this kind of fight was satisfying for a fan because you've got to see them fight for yeah. a while. It wasn't over from one lucky punch no. in the beginning or a flying knee or some fluke. They got to fight, and obviously Israel was a better fighter because he, lo- he just looked better in the whole fight. I mean, Robert Whitaker had his moments, but he got knocked down at the end of the first at the yep. horn, and it almost looked like the ref was calling off the fight, but he was getting in between them because the ref was ready for the horn. Yeah. So when you were watching it, they were like, oh, was the ref like going in there to save him? But no, no. he was just stopping it. But he got he got knocked down at the end of the first round, and yes, he, did. he really got knocked down in the second round. And Israel's just movements. I think that's where the big difference was: is his ability to evade punches and kicks, and he the way he ducks out of the way of kicks without even putting his hands up is showboaty, maybe, but very effective. Yeah, um, his movements were impressive. I thought that's what won the fight. Yeah, yeah, and and, and like I said, if I could. If I could change one thing for Robert, it'd be shorten up the punches and move after everything. Because when you throw a looping punch, and you're in distance for your opponent to punch you, and you're fighting someone that fast, and then you stand there, you're going to get hit. You're going to get hit back. And he did. He got hit back like twice in a row at the last flurry, and the second punch knocked him out. Um, but Israel, uh, he's the real deal. Um they have quite a camp coming from uh, New Zealand, I think, right? Yeah. And they got a they got quite a few fighters. Wasn't Hooker from there too? I think I think um, man, this is gonna be the the new coming of uh, you know some of these big AT and T or ATT camps. Um, I think they got a lot of good fighters. So anyway, great fights. That was the main event. Uh, 
Robert Whitaker will will be back. He just uh, so did not make any excuses. No, he, he said I came in feeling as good as I could feel. So he didn't make excuses uh, about being hurt or anything. He's just straight up said, "Look, I lost, yeah. but I'm not going anywhere." I love that too. He's like, "I'm yeah, gonna be he's back." Like, he's only 28 or whatever. He's never, he's never ever done anything but uh, make himself look good. Over, cause I remember him fighting, uh, fighting Corey McGee. You know, just. Um, way back in the you know earlier part of his career, and he's always handled himself the exact same way. What weight class, class was that? Seven, uh, 85. Oh, okay. Court went down. He stayed there. So that was, I mean, yeah, he's, you can't, that was like a great fight between two great guys. I loved that fight. So for Israel, everyone's talking about him fighting John Jones that's or something a, like that's that. That's a joke. What do you think? Did Israel you, talked himself about going up a weight class. Once they're he's, joking. They're joking. He's, he barely... I mean, he's a barely eighty-five pounder. What is he? How about he is barely an eighty-five pounder. He barely has to cut weight. He weighed That's in. That's what I mean. At, he's weighed in. At, they said as low as one eighty-three for his fight. Right. So he's barely eighty. He should be seventy even. So he barely makes eighty-five. Well, he's talking about it. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, you got to talk about stuff to get people buzzing and stuff. But there'll be no John Jones. John Jones is going to have. John Jones has to struggle to make two hundred five. There's no way. Their weight difference is probably walking around 50 pounds. So I, I don't see them fighting anytime soon. Yeah, but, I think, well, who was there in the crowd? Paula Costa? To yeah. The next fight, the next contender for Israel in his weight class. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows what happened? I just. So that was a good fight. Um, yeah, who knows what'll happen? I, I think he's the next, I think he's the next big deal. Uh, there's there's a few big deals, but he's definitely raised his stock way up uh, because of the way he fought and who he beat. So look at the last few people he's beat too. I mean, he's had some big fights. Yeah. So he's doing really well. He's fun to watch. He's entertaining. He's entertaining before the fight. He's he's what I think he's what the that promotion loves having is someone yeah. that sells fights. He's a pretty clean guy. Yeah. And he performs, man. Yeah, yeah. Because the other the next guy. That fights, you know, that good John Jones. He just, he can't stay out of his own way. It's like fucking everything from coke to pot to steroids to rapes to fucking car accidents to fucking, um, I don't even know what he does. I just like I can't even keep track of his shit. But, um, but anyway, yes, I I do like him and I think he's great for the sport. All right, the next fight on this card was Al Iaquinta, who I love seeing fight. Because you see his corner, and you hear his corner the whole fight. You hear Matt, Sarah, and Ray Longo in there. That's that's the so. one thing. That was the, that would be one thing that I would change. Would be Matt, Sarah, and Ray Longo both are perfect together on a podcast, hanging out. They're perfect, but I think when they're both talking, they're you know mile a minute, and the guy only has. Fucking like 20, 25 seconds to absorb information and directions. And when these guys are going fucking 25, you know, 100 miles an hour and they're both sit talking at the exact same time, I don't think he hears either. That's fine. That's only in the corner. But during the fight, Matt Sarah can be heard during yeah. the entire broadcast. That's great. Which, and he's just yelling out great instructions and encouragement to his fighter. I really like that. Um, so you get to see Ally Quinta fight and you get to see his corner involved yeah. it at, you know, 
at high volume during the whole fight, which I, I thought I think is cool as a he, fan. He is the best trio corner, I think. You know, you got Sterling, and then you got Sarah, and you got Ray Longo. So yeah, it's a great corner, but I think they are, they're so good. But especially Ray Longo and, and Matt Sarah, like if they took turns, like talking in, in between but they just want to get everything out and they both do it at the same time and this fight in particular there needed to be some precise direction because he was losing from the first round on and he lost every i think he lost just about every second of every round so but he kept coming and he kept throwing and and kept going for takedown yeah he just he just he couldn't get inside, and and he wasn't setting up his takedowns, and uh, he didn't he didn't uh, he didn't cut off the cage, and and he had to fight someone like Dan Hooker, who was you know six six what was his reach like six inches longer or something, but in reality, I mean, Mike Tyson was a lot shorter too. I think if he worked his way in. Um, but he, he, I don't know, he was content to stay on the outside and, and, and then try to make things happen from there. But it was like, it's like going through a wall, you know, cause you got a wall at the end of Dan Hooker's punches, but he didn't bob weave, move his way in and then do his damage. But easier said than done. Like always. Right. Good, good fight. Dan good Hooker fight. was yeah, uh, yeah. just, he just outclassed him in every round and, yeah. uh, Got the obvious decision in that fight. Good fight, though. Yeah. Uh, good fight to see that. And I just like seeing their corners involved and how that fight went down. It was, you know, they were trying. They were trying to help him and trying to have him make the adjustments. Um, next fight was a heavyweight fight. Ty Tuivasa, who does the shoeies. I didn't get to see if he did a shoey because he lost. Yeah. And I think, I, think I passed does forward. He still does them. I don't think, I mean, I, everyone cares if they win or lose, but he's one of these guys where he just, he just fights. Fuck it. He's like, win or lose, he's going to party with you after. Um, a lot like Glover, a lot like a lot of the guys, you know, like, like that, just real fighters. You know, they're, they're super competitive, but if they lose, they're going to they're gonna die trying to win. But if they don't win and they lose, they're still going to hang out and, and accept it and not be a fucking poor sport about it he definitely isn't but came on for the first 20 seconds or so i thought oh shit this guy's gonna this guy's going down just like he did against uh, walt uh what's his name who did he fight his his, his last one he got ko'd by walt who ty yeah no the other guy Spivak? yeah um, but uh so like the first 20 seconds or so i thought oh shit he's gonna get he's gonna get ko'd by this powerful uh Harris. Well, Harris, yeah. Uh, I thought he was going to KO by this powerful Samoan. But boom. Then all of a sudden, he found... I think he found a throw. He was doing judo, head and arm throws and shit. But uh, he found his... He just found it. And he threw him. Uh, Ty got back up, threw him again. I, I think there was like a close to a record in heavyweight takedowns in that fight. I think there was nine. Um, but yeah, I think 10 is the, the record. So yeah. it was pretty damn close, but, um, but, uh, it, it was impressive. It was impressive. So, um, it was a good fight. And from the middle, like the beginning, beginning, middle of the first, first round on, 
as soon as uh, as soon as uh, was it? What's the other guy's name? Spivak. Uh, Spivak found his takedown. Boom! He was just all over that takedown, and that was the end. And I think Ty had the energy to get up the first six times, but then he just didn't have yeah, the energy yeah. anymore. And th- another thing that happened with the Hooker fight was, and the reason I bring it up because it was the same with the uh, with the uh, Diego, uh, Diego Lima fight was uh, that outside leg kick man just kept landing and landing and landing for Hooker, and I don't even fucking know why. You know, like Ray Longo is a, a kickboxing coach, great a great one, um, and I don't know who Gimo's coach is, but. They, I don't think between the two of them, out of, say, 30 leg kicks that were thrown against both of them, like 15 each maybe, I don't think they blocked one. Yeah, there was a, like a partial check, but yeah, they were. he was just eating them. How do was, you not check the leg kick? Well, he kick? changed his stance, didn't... Uh, he tried. <laughs> didn't Al have to change his stance the rest of the fight? He did, and he... Which kind of, wouldn't that mess you up if you had to fight the whole yeah, fight southpaw? Yeah, can you imagine, like, all of a sudden you're in class, and you're in handwriting class, and all of a sudden you got to switch to southpaw, and you, you, you're not used to writing with your left hand? I mean, it's, 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 that's not, it's, switching to southpaw isn't a good strategy to defend against a leg kick, checking it is. That's not, that's the strategy for, for a leg kick. Those leg kicks were kicks were causing knockdowns too. oh my god and his leg looked like shit yeah yeah well so ty got choked out at yeah and i guess there was some how he moved he kind of let him let himself get well he was out. against the cage and the guy he, i think he would have got it anyway but he wasn't letting him get the head and arm choke because you have to be on the opposite side and and then all of a sudden um that's the worst as a referee. You got to pick the guy's arm up and let it yeah. flop on the ground to determine the fight's over. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, so the ref had to do that. Had to pick his arm up, let it flop down, and then get him off of him real quick because he was unconscious. Yeah. Uh, it's hard yeah. to tell. I mean, the guy's all wrapped up in a choke, and he just went out. Yeah. The, the takedowns, the takedowns uh, were the were the downfall, the beginning of the end, and then the choke was the end. But Halfway through the, the first round, it was like, oh, shit, this is going to be a one-sided fight now. Because he found his takedown, and and Ty had no answer for it. He didn't even, he wasn't even defending the the double leg or the, the hip throws. So, that was a good fight, though. I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see that other guy back. Um, then we had a fight that was similar to, the, to uh, um, it was actually similar to, uh, Iliquinta and uh, and uh, and uh, what's his name? Iliquinta uh, Hooker. Hooker, yeah. It was Diego uh, Lima against uh, Jamu. Um, Jamu came out like he was a powerhouse, but Lima just handled him from the outside, and a big part of that was his outside leg kick. You know they do those low kicks. The low kick is a calf kick, and. Um, the higher kick is a shin kick. I mean, it's a thigh kick. Both of them hurt. I think the thigh kick um, makes you a little more crippled than than the the calf kick. The calf kick will knock you down a little more because it's hitting lower, so it sweeps your leg out. Uh, but it doesn't cause that Charlie horse pain in your thigh 
like 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 the thigh kick does. But people like it because um, for some reason uh, people aren't checking them as much. They think it's a different kind of check or I don't know why they're not defending against it. All you do is, I mean, it's not all you do because obviously, um, you know, it's you're, somebody's kicking you and it will hurt, but you turn your shin out. And yeah, it's going to hurt your shin too, but at least it'll hurt theirs. When they kick your muscle and your tendons and your ligaments on the outside of your shin, uh, then it doesn't hurt them at all. It only hurts you. So if you turn your shin out, it will hurt you, but at least it will hurt them and discourage them at least a little bit from winding up and just throwing that fucking kick. Once, they, you, once you feel meat when you throw a leg kick, I'm telling you right now, once you feel meat on a leg kick, you're just going to keep throwing it. You're just going to keep... It's like fucking... It's like finding the mark with a jab. Once you hit somebody with a jab and they don't they don't parry it, boom, you're going to jab again. They're, you watch in a fight. They're just going to keep doing it. Anytime you find something that your opponent doesn't doesn't block or, or counter or defend, you're going to keep throwing that, like the takedown. If they don't defend a takedown, boom, boom, boom. If somebody defends a takedown, counters it, and starts pounding you, you're going to think twice about throwing that uh, uh, takedown again. If somebody checks your leg kick and you feel their shin and, you, and your mind's like, fuck, that hurt. You always think that. You're going to think twice about throwing again. But if you feel their muscle and you know it's hurting them a hundred times more than it's hurting you, you're going to keep throwing it over and over and over again. And that's what happened with, uh, with uh, Luke uh, against Diego. He, he found his mark. And, and Diego did it fantastically as well as other combinations. It was a good fight, not a great fight. Too one-sided to be a great fight. Yeah, and I think uh, that was the one I think I think DC said it was an obvious decision, and then was that split? Oh, my God, it was split. <laughs> DC was going on like, oh, that's an obvious decision. That was a split decision. That Crazy. Was... He still won, but it was... Uh... He won, and I heard his coach talking about protesting that it wasn't a unanimous decision. And I, I wrote to his coach. I said, why would you want to... You guys won. What does it matter? It doesn't matter. You got the bonus. You got, you got, you know, you got the win. So what is, what would be the purpose of making it, uh, you know, protesting to make it a, uh, a, a, a unanimous decision instead of a split decision? There's no upside to it. You're just going to like, it's kind of irritating to like everybody involved. But I would be irritated as shit and I would irritate people if he got a split decision loss. Then he doesn't get the bonus and, and he gets the loss. I would definitely protest then. But I'm not going to protest a split decision win. I would just be irritated about it. And that was very irritating. Whoever that fucking judge, whoever that judge was, since it wasn't even close, and there was, you cannot make a, you cannot in your, you can't in your wildest fucking imagination make up the circumstances where he would have won that fight against Diego. It means that judge is either mega stupid, which I hope not, blind, or he wasn't watching the fight. One of those three. Or corrupt. You missed that one. That's the fourth one. Nah. <laughs> there's something. No, there's no corrupt judges because... Well, I'm just saying, there's something something weird about that right. judging. But it's hard. That happens be, all the time where you, you can't leave... You know, people say you can't leave it in the judge's hands because decisions go 
I don't know. Seems like yeah, there's but, always controversy. Yeah, but th- during close fights, yes, this was nowhere near a close fight. And the reason corruption couldn't be at play is if if like the betting odds made him win and that he did, you know, he he did it with another judge to give the guy a win, there's the corruption, but just to turn it into a split decision, there's no real benefit. They don't really keep track of that in your record either, whether it was a unanimous no, or a split. Cares. It's a decision. Yeah, it's it's a decision. Also, mainly, like, it's just a win. Yeah, it's a win. That's all. Win, lo- win, win, loss. Yeah. So. So, and then they have knockouts and decisions, you know, in your record, but there's no split or. It was it was a terrible decision by a terrible. E- either he was a terrible judge in general, or he wasn't watching this fight, or something happened. Maybe he had a and. How dare us talk this way? Because th- well, there's a chance he might have had a mini stroke during this fight, you and now are. we're bad mouthing him. <laughs> he might he might be in the ER right now. He could have had something that is a real medical diagnosis. He could have had spontaneous amnesia, <laughs> and you should start using that as a defense too. And you need it. That's a real thing. He had a migraine and a spontaneous. Amnesia I, episode. I have no recollection, Your Honor. <laughs> that, that was that was dumb as shit. Actual uh, medical diagnosis. I really like that first fight because the Portuguese guy, um, uh, Jorgen, that Portuguese. Are oh, you talking about the last fight? Yeah, yeah. Justin Taffa. Yeah, the local, he, he was. Did any of the locals win? They yeah, all lose. Hooker, Hooker. A oh, Hooker won. That was it. Yeah. The rest of them lost. Well, the main uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hooker. Um, <laughs> so Taffa. A lot like uh, Ty. I think they're stable mates. I'm not sure, but I think they are. Exact same build. And you know what? I mean, these guys are strong as hell, and they knock people out, kind of like, you know, Mark Hunt. But it's weird because they have guts. They look soft. They're knockout punches, but they look soft. And the reason I bring that up is because I'm from Hawaii, and I knew so many big Samoans and they, I don't know, they looked like they were, they weren't soft. They, I, and, and they, they just looked like they were all like, maybe because a lot more of them in, in Hawaii are football players and they lift weights more or something. But these guys look soft, but they knock the fuck out of people and they hit so hard and they have a fighting attitude. But, um, and to be heavyweight, to be honest, a lot of people have to gain up because, like if you're walking around at 240 and you can't really go down to 205, so you're going to be a heavyweight, you want to be as heavy as you can be because, because the heavier you are, the, the more advantages you have. So people will eat more and they won't have that, that lean look like people that actually have to cut weight uh, have. So, But anyway, I like that fight between, because uh, uh, I like Justin and, and he had that attitude like Ty, you know, like... Samoan attitude, um, but uh, Jargen, you know, he's a Portuguese guy from uh, Massachusetts. He's like he works in a he works in a school for the school district. His head coach is like the principal of an elementary school, and he had to take the week off. And uh, he had a blue collar. He just had a blue collar story, and I like that, you know. And he came out. Um, I think he was the underdog, if I'm not mistaken. And this guy came rushing in with all power, and he caught him with a counter right hand and just knocked him out. This guy fell flat on his face. It was a KO. Um, 
Not, wa- it was a walk away KO. It was not a TKO. It was a KO. <laughs> it was a KO. That was a KO. So, it, I just like that. I like that. I like. I like. Uh, not just the underdog, but I like the blue collar guy. I love blue collar guys. You know, Chuck Liddell is a blue collar guy. Glover's a blue collar guy. Court's a blue collar guy. You know, Ramsey's a blue collar guy. You know, all those guys are blue collar guys. Most fighters. Not really. I wouldn't think of a like. I don't think of Israel as a blue collar guy. At all? No. I don't think true. his family's blue collar. I think he came from money and he he came up not blue collar. What about Whitaker? Uh, Whitaker, I don't know anything about him. I he uh, I have no, I have no clue anything about him. I I don't think like he seems he seems really down to earth. I yeah, don't. yeah, yeah. And then I don't think of uh, Al Eloquenta. Eloquenta is a blue collar guy. Um, I think he's a white collar worker, and I think he's. Uh, so I mean, it's nothing wrong with that. It's just a different attitude, you know. Like the Samoan guys, I don't know anything about them. Um, I don't think of uh, um, Diego Lima as a blue collar guy. I just think I I think of him as a, just an athlete. I can't picture him, um, like like working at a school or some of the jobs like Glover. You know, he was a gardener most of his career. So I don't know. I I, I pigeonhole people. Maybe that's not right, but sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. So that was good fights. Good There's fights. Plenty more fights coming up. Yeah. Hey, I did see something in the MMA world that I wanted to ask you about. Did you know Michael Bisping didn't have an eye? No. Isn't I that crazy? See, that's obviously something you'd want to keep under wraps as a, if you're st- He fought with that. I don't think so. He fought with, like, multiple fights with that. Then they I wouldn't read. have let him. Why? Because then anything happened to the other eye. They never let you fight with that. Oh, I think he fought like six fights with That's that. That's why eye. they must have had some kind of. Also, you eye. wouldn't want your opponent to know you can't see out of that eye. No, man. But you, but the commission will never let you fight one eye. How do they? They don't know. They don't know because then one poke, and you now you don't have any. Are of your you sure blood. that's true that they won't let you fight? I knew that was true. Well, I, one kicked to the head, and you're gonna get you know whatever. Yeah, it, I I'm I'm ninety. They let guys fight with one arm. What? So if you have one eye, they won't let you fight. I, I've always heard that. Always oh, okay. heard that. And, the, and it wasn't one eye, the blind in one eye. Because then they say if something happens to the other, you're, it's... Oh. It, so well, I, anyway, I, I read that, I he never knew had, that he had that eye when he was fighting. So he's got a, he was on his podcast where and took his he eye out. Couldn't. His he fit. couldn't. How, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that out. I'm going to ask him. Because I'm under the impression... That was his happened. career. Would you let him fight? I would never let him fight. This is his career. What if he needs to make a living for yeah. his family? Yeah, I, I wouldn't risk. I would risk a lot of things, but being completely blind isn't one of them. Crazy though, but that injury came from fighting. Well, let me. I mean, he got a detached retina, and he could never see again. Yeah. Apparently, so maybe yeah. I, I saying that I don't know if I think back at it. I, I I don't know if I would do that. I don't think I would have that kind of control over another grown man if he wanted. If he was willing to risk. That I think, yeah, I probably would let him. I would be firmly against it, but I think if you had a grown man, he was making that kind of money per fight, he was providing that much security for his family. I would be so against it, I would say do something else. But, but just yeah. you'd want to keep that under wraps as the fighter, though. You would not want someone to know that you were fighting that you can't see out of your right eye or whatever, left eye. But that is a that seems like a big obvious weakness for a fighter. I don't think that just shows you though how damaging an eye poke could be. Guy lost his eye. 
But his retina, okay, torn retina, except, but why does the air, eye come out? I don't know why they ended up taking it out, but he had a detached retina, and I don't think he could see after that. Yeah. I got to find that out. I'm going to get to the bottom Yeah, of we'll that. get more details. I'll get I, I did think that was an interesting story. And then here's the other thing I wanted to bring up. So finally, I sat down to watch the new season of Cobra Kai. Yeah. And it's free now, so you don't have to subscribe to YouTube. So this is a public service for anyone that wanted to watch and didn't want to subscribe to YouTube, you can watch it on there for free. I think you have to watch commercials, but... Both both, both seasons are the new, Yeah, we're watching the new season two, and it's on there. Is that good, though? It's it's so corny, it's it, good. I think it's really good. <laughs> I, I love the way they did it. I think it's a really good show. It, every time, it's every episode, it surprises me. Like, oh, that's actually pretty good. I think we watched, like, six episodes the other night. Yeah, it is really good. We just, we just went through Mindhunter. So Mindhunter, we're done with that. Uh, we just go through fucking shows like crazy. We're still watching uh, Walking Dead. Um, I just wanted to put it out there, and I don't, I don't mean to put my wife down ever because um, she'll get mad, but my I, the more I watch Walking Dead, and any of you guys know this, you know how somebody dies and then they come back? Everybody that dies in Walking Dead comes back as a walker, so they come back like as a zombie. But when they come back, it's like a... You know, their eyes and the way they walk and the way they move and grunt. That is the way my wife wakes up every fucking morning. So it's it's scary because the more I watch this show, it's like the comparisons between her and one of those walkers, there's so many there's so many similarities that it's like, holy shit. And that's, I don't think the defense in court, I thought it, she was a zombie, is going to play out very well. For what? For me <laughs> killing her? I'm not going to kill her. I'm I just saying. I thought she was a zombie, Your Honor. No, no, I'm not gonna kill her. I just, I just <laughs> I think, think we it's can fun. edit all this. Out. I think she's a really cute, uh, you know, she's a really good looking person. But when she gets up in the morning, she reminds me of a walker. That's a good show. That's that's a really good show. To me, it's up there. Not quite up there with. It might be up there with Sopranos. It's not up there with uh, Game of Thrones. But it's. I mean, I don't know. It's 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 a few step. It's maybe a step below Dexter. But it's good as shit. It's worth watching. So cool. Everybody else good? Everybody All right, we'll be back next week. We're coming back from Vegas, guys. I'm gonna be in Vegas when we're doing the show, and I'm gonna do some behind the scenes from the PFL because there's the million dollar tournament at the Mandalay Bay, and who, I will who be. Who do you there. have fighting in that? Ramsey Ninjam. All right. So we we'll the... get to talk to him when he's. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That'll be good. I'll bring. I'll put him on. I'll do some interviews with him, and we'll put it into the show. And uh, and uh, so I'll see you guys next Monday from Vegas. If you got any questions for me uh, or the doc, let us know, and we will answer them without a doubt. Well, we'll check out the PFL fights. All right, till next time. Bing. <laughs>